guys, we have some special news we want to share with y'all. We are proud to announce that we're now affiliate partners with Right Stuff Anime. Right Stuff is the largest of North America's anime-specific retailer and distribution companies. They are your store for anime, manga, figures, and more. You can shop merch from popular series such as My Hero Academia, Tokyo Ghoul, One Piece, Castlevania, and so much more. And it gets even better. Right Stuff also allows you to use Sezzle on their online store. With Sezzle, you can shop now and pay later by dividing your total purchase into four equal parts and paying it off without any interest. So you can afford to buy that huge manga haul in your wish list or that very nice anime figure that you've always wanted. Having been longtime customers of Right Stuff Anime, we are thrilled to work with them officially. Remember, if you enjoy our show and But Why Though Geek community, you can help show your support when you use our affiliate link to shop Right Stuff Anime. Hey everyone, welcome back to Did You Have To? I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. So today we're talking about Trese, which is Netflix's newest Filipino anime. And it's really exciting because it's really different than anything else we've gotten before. Yeah, it is. Because like, I feel like coming off of, we just talked about Castlevania, um, even though that dealt with monster, monsters, vampires, demons, all that stuff, this still is very different. Like, I liked it that Granted, I don't have, I did not have any familiarity with like the folklore and like the monsters or anything, but I felt like this really piques people's interest for folks who may not be familiar with it at all. Yeah, no, I I agree. And I I think uh, Tressa makes a really beautiful, um, it, it makes all of like the darkness that the main character Alexandra uh, deals with it makes it beautiful and it's all like built into mythology that is also really really accessible like I don't know anything about Filipino mythology at Mm -hmm. all and I I still felt like I can't like I could understand it easily watching it Mm -hmm. no I agree because I mean it take I mean that's the other good thing I like about it is like it takes its time but it doesn't take up a lot of time explaining everything to you like yeah I don't know how to else explain it. it's like you're learning about these things but then like for people who probably are familiar with like Filipino mythology they're probably like oh I know that and it's like for people who are not familiar you can literally go to Google and learn more but they give you an mm-hmm. idea of how the monsters work or like how the yep. how everything is working and I'm just like this is so nice like you it just it tells a beautiful story at the end of the day. Yeah. And I know I saw like a couple of people on Twitter be like, why do they have Spanish last names? Or the, why do they have uh, Latino last names? Like, cause they were colonized by Spain. It's, it, y'all dumb, Google, Google. <laughs> it's the way that my cousin messaged me that stuff too. And I'm oh like, my God. I'm pretty sure it has something to do with Spain. Like I'm pretty sure. It has something to do with Spain and Spain foolishness. Um, yes, yeah. So that that is what it is. Um, the uh, Filipinos were colonized by Spain in the same way that a lot of Latin America and Mexico were. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why we have that same background, pretty much. Um, so they in the Philippines what I do know because my cousin's uh, my cousin's husband's Filipino which is where I learned a lot of it um Mm. he uh they speak uh uh, Tagalog or Tagalog 
I think is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's their language. And then um, I think, uh, the, and, I mean, in, in English, and it's very different than Spanish, like extremely different than Spanish. Um, and so that's really important that while they have like this, you know, Spanish surnames, they're not, you know, we're, we're only related through colonization and that's it. Right. <laughs> I think like some people are probably doing the math, like how did they get over there? Mm-hmm. Uh, but y'all crack open a history book. Google is free. So, yes. <laughs> but, in, but I mean, like, again, this stuff is fascinating because like it, it opens it up for people to kind of learn more learn yeah but um do you want to I guess we should give before we dive any deeper we should probably give a little quick premise of the series to our listeners for people who have not watched it yet which y'all should pause this now and go listen to it not listen go watch it because we loved it I mean well we'll tell you what six six episodes eight episodes it's not that long it's really not I thought it was longer but I rewatched it twice yeah, and they're only 30 minutes, so. Mm-mm. It's, it's, a, it's a nice, light watch. Jose is the latest Netflix original anime based on the award-winning, award-winning Filipino comic set in Manila. Chess's world is one where the mythical creatures of Philippine folklore live in hiding amongst humans. Ghosts commit crimes and creatures hold roundtable meetings. In the world, Detective Alexandra uh, Teresa uh, finds herself going head-to-head with a criminal underworld composed of malevol- malevolent supernatural beings. This horror Netflix original anime series is based on Teresa... Uh, Tressa is voiced by Liza Sobreno in the Filipino language version and Shay uh, Mitchell in the English language version with Darren Chris, Manny Jacinto, Dante Brasco, Nicole Scherzinger, Lou Diamond Phillips, and Steve Bloom rounding out the series cast. Uh, Steve Bloom is the only one who is a Filipino American in that cast. So that's pretty cool. It is very cool. And I thought I heard his voice. <laughs> I was like, I know that voice. But no, that is so cool. Um, thank you for sharing that. So I guess let's just dive right on in. What was your, I guess, did you have any expectations? Like, were you familiar with Tracy at all before you no. watching this? Okay. I had no idea. Same. All I saw was the picture. That was it. I didn't see anything until the trailer. And I was just like, I'm sold with um, folklore, monsters, and a detective. Yeah in monster gangs yeah that was like because the trailer was really really good and then i remember getting the press with press release with like the first uh poster and mm-hmm. it's just like a red background with uh alexandra on the front and it's just really she just looks really striking and like really powerful yeah i'm so i'm going kind of like segueing into her because i was very intrigued by her character yeah, but I, but I do feel like there's a lot more, and I'm I'm I think I might just have to read. I might just have to go read the source because I just want to know more about her. Because you're right, I think six episodes or eight episodes, however many, it's it's a short watch. We do like it does like help build out the world and everything, but I feel like we don't learn too much about her. Yeah. Uh, like you know what I mean like we don't get to like a, a deeper sense about her until like later on towards the end yeah yeah no I, and I think that that that's one of the things that I could have used more of I know that they have two volumes out 
uh, in English from Ablaze Press. Um, so that's out there. It's it's black and white. The art is very different than what we see in the show. Like it, like the show has the spirit of it, but like visually, it looks very different. And I have, I'm gonna be reviewing them for the site and I'm hoping when I read through them, I get to see more of who she is. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. the thing I liked the most about the series was the relationships that uh, that Alexandra had with other, with other characters, especially like her two henchmen mm-hmm. um, versus like, not that I didn't like her, like she was really powerful and great, but at the same time, she just, there wasn't, as much depth to her for the entire series like she was just kind of that like one note like is like gruff and Mm -hmm. surly and really powerful um and does anything to get the job done uh but you don't don't much a mystery in the end um but you get to see her relationships with other characters that i think i yeah i agree that's a good point because I think the show does a really good job of like showing the family bonds that she has with people or like, you know, um, there's like the, the police chief that she's very close with because he was there with, for her and her father, like he's been around for a long time. Um, and then like, I want to say brother figures with the two henchmen because it's like they feel like they feel like they are her like little yeah. brothers like and I, I yeah. love that dynamic a it's lot. familial mm-hmm. thing because they they love her and she is connected to them right and it's just like so it's nice it's like it's really nice I think that's where we get to see you're right I do I that I like that part of her so it's like it's not that we don't get to see much of her like or learn of her like we know she cares about the people in her life she isn't cold and distant but I am very eager to know more about like what is she like on her own yeah besides being this very powerful very strong um I mean we know she has her own like her own stuff going on but it seems like she also keeps herself kind of closed off a little Mm -hmm. bit from the others yeah she definitely does she has like that um that forced stoicism Mm, yes you know what look at you with like the wise words yes that I like that I like how you phrase that yeah because it's just like you have she has people in her life that care about her and she cares about them too and she's even able to joke about about stuff with them it's like the whole like with the wind spirits of like did you enjoy your prizes girls and it's yes (laughs) pimped out your brothers But it's like, there's moments like that that are very cute. And then like, I'm just eager to see what happens in the next installment. Cause I feel like, well, I feel like there's more that has to yeah. come. I really hope that we get, really, really hope that we get a season two. Um, that yeah. Then it's always hard to predict. I mean, I, w- <laughs> I thought for sure we were going to get a Sismano season two, but we're still waiting for like, any news on that um so i i I do hope that we get a season two because i I want to see them i feel like season wraps and you learn her background and you learn about her family i think it makes it all the more tragic and like her power Mm -hmm. like what i like about it is that she doesn't treat her powers like it's anything special and Mm. then when you get like the black because they do these really cool black where it goes um it goes back 
in time to like show her childhood and her learning and like it's a little traumatic but it also shows you how this was just this was just growing up for her. this was just every like everyday life to her right you Nothing know she was connected to it right you yeah, that's a really good point because some it's not like she's you know the avatar I mean, in yeah. this in this show, she is the equivalent to the Avatar. I feel like because she's the bridge between the two worlds. Yeah, but she doesn't make herself seem like any higher. Like she see, she sees her yeah. powers and her responsibility as a duty to both worlds. Yeah, and I think and I think it's because the way everything is set up everything is set up in a way that like the focus overall is like this entire world I don't I don't want to say magical but like this this entire mythical world is real Mm -hmm. and therefore everybody has access to it in a way so like even though she's the most powerful and she's the bridge between you know the two worlds there are other people who also have access to this magic or this power and that Mm -hmm. that kind of gives it like an everyday thing like she discusses ghosts like sacrificial ghosts with cops like that's you don't see that happen all the time right Right. Right. No, that's true. Very true. And I feel like, I just feel like there's just got to, like, because at the beginning when they talked about her power and they talk, because they kind of like foreshadow like the sixth daughter of the sixth son, like all of that. I'm like, so this is going to mean something at some point, right? And mm-hmm. I'm just very curious to see like more of that and what it unfolds and like, as we progress towards the end of the season like we saw what happens with that but I'm just I need to rewatch it again I feel like there's stuff I missed honestly like because I I just I feel like there's a lot there's a lot of setup that takes place and if you don't pay attention to the episodes um you kind of miss out on some of the stuff especially like earlier on um at least at least I caught it the second time like the stuff with the mayor yeah um and like some of that stuff going on and it's like but I love how this is truly like a detective show too in the sense that it's going to like like put the pieces together for you so it's like I don't know you could like if y'all enjoy like true crime well I guess this I don't know if this counts as true crime if y'all love crime shows and monsters and folklore go watch this if you like Sesmanos go watch this that too that too (laughs) I think I think that that's what I really like about it because there's something like we have seen European witchcraft and monsters mm. and even like uh, Scandinavian with like Norse mythology and everything. We've seen that done to death. Right. But what the feeling that I had when I watched Tres Manos, I'm very certain Filipinos will have while watching Trece. And I think that that's something that is really special when you capture it in animated form because it, it's seen your culture, but it's also seen like the depth of fantasy that can be told through a cultural story. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, like I would put Teresa in the same vein as Esmanos. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think Teresa is perfect because I have some issues with the animation, mm-hmm. But I do think that it does stand to showcase that we can tell different stories and they can be 
gigantic worlds because I think for me what I like most about this this anime is how large the world feels and how magical the world feels and also how how well it situates you as a viewer inside of it Mm -hmm. and it's something that like I feel like it's hard to do with an American audience that doesn't have Filipino backgrounds you know that is very true I agree because I I feel like if this was 10 years ago people would think that a show like Trace wouldn't work yeah and that's frustrating because like I'm looking we've seen it and like no it works you can do this show you don't have to make the witches just be European you don't have to make the folklore just you know the same folklore we've seen redone a hundred times um and I think that's like you make a really good point like that's something that makes it very special because we get to see a different culture we get like for people who aren't familiar with it you get to see a different culture or at least like a part of a different culture not the whole culture is on display but you get to see a part of it and it's through animation but I think that like is very impressive that they did this because for people who think like "Mm, but would American audiences get it or would it make sense I'm like it doesn't have what do you mean what do you mean it doesn't make sense like it doesn't have to translate like one like one to one it just like you need to just show that culture and that side of that stuff and then like and and tell that story because that's all it is is like you're telling the story with these characters and with this culture so I think that's a really good point you made um I did want to get into though like some of the stuff we did not like so you said like animation for you Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so not to be that person, but this aesthetic, and there's nothing wrong with it. Like there it, this it is it is illustrated and drawn and animated beautifully when it comes to designs. Mm-hmm. Um so like what the animation does good or does well is that it has a very unique style. It has like, as like screenshots, it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the there, I actually get an element of like corpse party a little bit with like some of like the more gory ghosts that we see. Mm, That's yeah. what it reminds me of. Um, but it's not an anime aesthetic. It is, it looks almost kind of like a Jackie Chan adventures, like that type of animation style or like static shock. Like it yep. looks like that it looks like the the old WB Kids animation, which isn't bad. Like it isn't a knock on it, but it is something that I think we should, like, it, there's a difference. And I, and this is where like, I do have a question overall. And I'm not saying that it isn't anime. Like it, it is anime in the same way Castlevania is anime. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if Netflix is finally embracing anime as a title to market a lot of its properties that would have traditionally just been thrown in the animation bucket. Because mm. if we think back to how Netflix marketed Sesmanos and they didn't like at all, they, um, they never called it a Netflix original anime. And this this has Netflix original anime. It went up on the anime socials. It went up on all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps it's even closer just because being it because it is closer uh it is an asian production but so the the naming 
is a little off for me, but that said, I, I'm not angry at it. Mm-hmm. What I have a larger problem with is that in a lot of the faster paced scenes, a lot of the action scenes, it looks like it's missing a frame. Like the animation isn't as fluid. It's kind of choppy. Um, yeah. And that that's my only issue. And I think what is hard for it when you compare it to while Yasuke had its problems, Yasuke mm-hmm. was animated by MAPPA and those fight sequences were on point. Like they were mm-hmm. perfect. You look at season, like the final season of Castlevania, we have screamed how much we love Castlevania mm-hmm. to death and the variations in animation styles. But when you have Teresa, there's there's a little bit missing and then it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it had necessarily the budgets of those other productions yeah um which it is still good animation in the smaller moments mm-hmm. but it loses a little bit when it moves really fast right no and so that was going to be my thing too cuz like i guess i kind of thought of like seis manos mm-hmm. like comparing it to comparing the fight scenes to seis manos cuz i when we were talking about hand-to-hand combat and like all that that animation is great I, I really like it I think it's done really well but like I do agree with you it's like I think how you phrased it is better for me I felt like there was just like a lag like like people who watch anime or like really like the fight sequences or action sequences might really know what we're talking about when we talk about like how things just should feel more fluid but yeah it just did not feel as crisp and fluid as I've seen other fight scenes. Again, that does not mean it has to. That just means it's different. Yeah. Um, and that, and personally, it's not my flavor, but it work, But it does work for this show. Like, that's what they're going for. That's fine if that's what they're going for. But yeah, I think if I would, I would put it more in the vein of like, like you said, like Static Shop, like the, like the action sequence is there. Like it moves at that pace. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be something like Mappa did or that, you know, powerhouse animated in their fight scenes. It's just, yeah, it just felt like it, it, it wasn't as crisp. It wasn't, it wasn't there, but I'm just trying, I'm trying to also feel like, is this like intentional or like, was it a budget thing? Yeah. Like, you know, like, was it, like, because, like, was it... Was it, it a it choice or was it a holdback? Right, because was it yeah. the style? Like, did did the fighting style match the animation style? Because I could totally understand if they could not, if they would, like, make it what we're saying, because it would have yeah. been completely different. Because I do hate when, like, you see the animation style regularly when they're not fighting, and then suddenly their CGI isn't their fighting, yeah. and it looks different. So it's... It'll be interesting to see what happens in season two. I'm assuming if we're if we're getting it, it's probably already been in production or they already have it at least sketched out. We shall see. But yeah, that was really my only big thing. But um I did want to ask you, favorite episode. Mm, I think the finale. I think I think the finale or I think like the last two episodes I think because we get a lot of the gods or not gods I guess creatures I think this show this 
thrives in the same way that Sesmanos thrived for me is when mm. you get to see those uh, cultural, like magical touchstones highlighted. And so um, I didn't necessarily like a lot of, I, 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 I thought that the flashbacks were well done, but I think that sometimes there was too much of them. Mm. But my favorite episodes were definitely the ones where they focused on showing us different monsters and different deities and all of that. And I think the last two, when we finally get to know more about Alexandra, I think that's those are my favorite. And it may also just be because I'm just happy we learned more about her, but. Yeah. I agree. For yours. Oh, so for me. Okay. Um. I cannot remember the name of the episode. It's the one with the baby. Oh, that one was good. And that one was, that one went there. Yeah, oh, dear. That one messed me up. <laughs> Homegirl said, fuck, fuck them kids. She did say fuck them kids. That's what she said. She said Whoa. fuck them kids in like the loudest of ways. Like the way I just want to rewatch it again. Cause I'm just like, you know what? The voice actor, give her Real every good. award amazing yeah. amazing work I cannot I cannot applaud that enough because my god I just like I was so I thought it was gonna go one direction like I really thought it was gonna go one direction and then it goes left and I'm just like oh shit oh no yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah that that just when it when so- the baby came out I was like there's no way that they're gonna kill oh no she is nope stabbing it okay stabbing it stabbed the baby just you know and for the record y'all it's a monster baby i feel like yes it is it is (laughs) it's a monster baby we're not talking about a regular baby but y'all need to go watch say so you can know what we're talking about or hopefully by now y'all wouldn't watch it because y'all know us spoilers but yeah that episode was amazing because you know i was just like very intrigued about like what the hell is going on and it just left me with my mouth hanging even at the end at the very end it left me with my mouth hanging open so good um and I did enjoy I did enjoy the finale with the big villain Mm -hmm. or maybe it's because the last two really do pair together like you have to watch them together um I and I feel bad I can't remember any characters names because it's me and my brain is everywhere but the woman who like summoned big big daddy demon man yeah um I I need to go back and watch it and and know more about her because like damn just I'm y'all just have to watch it to find out like I mean obviously I could tell spoilers I mean it's just it's a lot in that episode and I'm just very intrigued and like I want I want season two because I want to see the story continued mm-hmm. and I want to oh. and and it's there like there are three or four volumes total of everything mm-hmm. yeah I'm just gonna have to start reading it I have to and it's just like my whole in- my whole interest with it is really about like I need to know more about the characters in these flashbacks because the flashbacks are meant to set up a lot of what's taking place in the present. Because to your point, you're you're right. There are a lot of flashbacks, and I just feel like they are meant to set so much up. But I feel like we still don't know much that's going on. Like I still feel like we don't we didn't get the whole picture. 
like we got bit, we, we're just getting it in bits and pieces exactly um so. i'm i'm excited to read the comic um and i should say comic is spelled uh the caesar k's and that's just how it's spelled um mm. for that audience the same way like manhua or manhua man, manhua which is chinese manhua is korean and manga is uh japanese but Nice. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I, I, I want more. I want more of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get to know Tresa more. I want to get to see her relationships more. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited to see what this show can do. I, I know it has legs, and I hope, I hope it gets renewed. And I think, I think one of the most important things about this show too, in the same way that I thought it was important that Cis Manos casted correctly and Mm -hmm. had um, a whole host. And and, and obviously like Latinx folks weren't the only ones who worked on this. Like there were um, Brad Graber, the amazing Brad Graber, the CEO of Powerhouse is also a co-creator on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it, it put our voices first, but Mexican voices first uh, with Mm -hmm. Alvaro, um, you know, writing the the bulk of it. and even Willis, the the director, um, who, who who's black, writing, you know, writing, um, <laughs> call him Luke Cage, writing <laughs> Mike Coulter's character to be, um, to be who he saw in those exploitation films. Like there were pieces of of everything. And then I think when you look at the fact that they got the actual comic writer and, and artist to be the showrunners, the fact that they hired um, Filipino writers, the fact that they have a Filipino director, and the fact that they have an entirely Filipino American um, U.S. voice cast, except for Steve Bloom, um, mm-hmm. that is really strong. And I think that that is something that is really special. And it's something that I wish I saw more people writing about because I haven't seen much of any talk about this, honestly. And that's something that makes me sad um, because I want more people to watch this and I want more people to pay attention to it um, Mm -hmm. because it deserves the chance to shine. It, It deserves the chance to it deserves a chance to get its its bearings and it does. be great like i it's like the excitement that i had for cannon busters or for black panther like for like you know projects that had black creators like behind behind the camera in front of the camera like anime like all around is like it meant a lot to me and it meant a lot that, that that those projects got the shine that they deserved and got the notoriety and everything from the public and like not just like from pe- not just from the black community. So it's like I do want the same because like this is a really great show. Like I yeah. think like it it sets up so much for people to like who are not familiar with it to be mm-hmm. to be able to just come in and like get a peek of it and just be like, "Oh, this is fascinating. This is interesting. It's like entertaining. Yeah. And to go from there and it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna find the comics. I'm gonna go and buy them now because yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to wait. I want to go and find yeah. out more. And it's just that good. And I hope y'all who, uh, people who are listening to us, like y'all take it seriously, like definitely go support it, tweet about it, 
put it out there. Tell your friends to watch it. Have your dogs watch it when you leave the house. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's important. Like I, I, I've been streaming it with the same veracity that I, I streamed uh, Ses Manos. Um, I thought you were going to say BTS. Oh, no. <laughs> Nothing hits that level. Um, but no, it is one of those things which like, you kind of pointed at it. Like we don't have a lot of productions from brown folks involved in all of it like we mm-hmm. don't like that's the sad reality and it isn't it isn't to take anything away from cannon busters or yasuke or black Panther or anything like that um it's one of those where like it's so rare still that um mm-hmm. especially like because colorism is pervasive in every community we know this yeah. um and one of the reasons that that filipinos get overlooked a lot at least from what i've been told by you know my cousin's husband and, and my filipino friends is that it is because they are brown it is because they are darker it is because mm-hmm. they are not seen as a part of east asians and it's it, it's kind of like the same struggle that i see happening like with the latino community too i mean like we have in the heights now i'm still mad it wasn't directed by uh, a latino but i'll let it go um but like we need more projects where we see our faces mm-hmm. and we need more process we need more projects where we tell the stories too like i hope that they keep doing more stuff with powerhouse i hope that they do more stuff with these filipinos I hope Netflix takes its animation. Let's go. It is all anime now. And we're just going to focus on these stories from black and brown creators and all y'all can go suck it. And like, and as much as I know Castlevania isn't a story like that, Isaac is still in an an insanely important part. Isaac Mm -hmm. isn't black in the games, but he is in the series. Um, And on top of that too, like I've, because I've had the opportunity going to look at Powerhouse, I've done a studio tour there. I It's insanely diverse, extremely mm. diverse. Um, and that is, it's stunning. So give them more things. Yes. Give, give them, them all the things, please. I just, yes, I was just about to say, just give them all the things. Because I agree. Like, there is just no reason why not. Like come on Netflix y'all have the money y'all keep raising our prices mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, and if I, anything COVID shown you that you gotta you throw more into animation truly I'm like I mean truthfully there now is the time to put more money into animation and to green light more projects give Sace Manos its second season already um just get like cannon busters the second season already like i'm not gonna get mad at lashawn thomas for making yasuke but like where is our second season the way the first one ended like i need i need season two of cannon busters real bad it's the, man i just we just need <laughs> netflix is like that kid that just starts a project and then just like doesn't go back that's exactly one. what they are oh oof, my god oh I'm, I'm calling myself out right now oh but anyways but Yes, I to to just wrap it up. I agree. Like Trace is just another prime example of it is possible. It can be done. You can make and tell these beautiful, awesome stories and animate them, and like they can be told to wide audiences and be well received. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it's it's just it's crazy to me because like when I say 10 years, I think the 90s, but I'm, I'm saying it again. 10 years ago, and I guess 2011, people probably would have looked at this and said, 
mm, yeah. this isn't going to nah this isn't going to do well yeah. but the fact is like there's no excuse now because when you think about it like what the only thing we had back then that wasn't a japanese production mm-hmm. that was diverse like what afro samurai i mean that afro Nick samurai, samurai shampoo was the yeah. but that was well, still all that was all asian though it just oh took, you mean yeah. Be, yeah behind in front and in front yeah 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 mm. damn you know what well i guess the, the boondocks. boondocks i was yeah. gonna say the boondocks too i was the like boondocks, I guess. afro cinema uh, samurai but there wasn't much else there like wasn't. at all there were characters but i don't yeah like anything Watanabe has done has had uh Shinichiro Watanabe the goats Mm -hmm. uh of appreciation versus appropriation and actually knowing how to draw characters who are brown and black Mm -hmm. in a respectable way them palms look at the palms but you know but you know oh that's sad now that we we're gonna have to do an no because that's because like when you think about like american animations that kind of came into like the anime-esque space is like and what i'm really excited about is like you have all these people who grew up in that tsunami generation who are now making making the anime they're making mm-hmm. those stories and as much as i hate that enter the anime documentary i hate yep. it with passion there is some merit to understanding the diversity of anime creators now that we have something like Netflix in the U.S. and also how like open the world of animation is to like working with Korea and working with Japan and like working with different studios and exporting animation and and it, it is such a wider world and I can't wait <laughs> it's a wider world and it's becoming a less white world which is great <laughs> um but i am excited to see more stuff um i know netflix has been killing it like they've been doing like what two to three anime a month coming out like i think right now Mm -hmm. we have trissa uh record of ragnarok and then yeah yeah and then like last last month we had sailor moon and eden yeah and then we had castlevania castlevania as well and then we have next month we have uh Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Or is Godzilla this month? I think Godzilla might be this month. We have either way, we have Godzilla, um, which is Studio Orange. And then we have oh, uh the Resident Evil uh oh, yeah. animation. We're eating well. We're like we could do an entire podcast just on Netflix anime. Like we could at this point. We just it, might. <laughs> it's good. I, I, I'm thankful for it. Um, $5 says they're going to pick up Dick Fight Island. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nisha. Nisha. Yes. Wow. <laughs> but also, please. <laughs> you review it. Where else would that go but Netflix? Uh, I can think of a couple of sites. But, okay, yeah, uh, never I'm mind. You're right. <laughs> right, never mind. <laughs> Ooh, with that, any other final thoughts? Apparently Crunchyroll, because Crunchyroll like hosts a lot of that shit. I mean, oh, do they that. now? Ooh. They have Titan's Brightest shit on there. Just, oh, just slide me your password again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This has been fun. Uh, any final thoughts though on Trese 
No, go watch it. That's it. I'm telling whoever you are, go watch it. And when you're done watching it, leave it on play so I can get the, that first month viewership because that, that's what makes or breaks a show, which mm. it sounds it sounds dumb, but like I feel like when it comes, especially to their anime, and honestly, I'm not a person that says, oh my God, Netflix purposely sabotaged this show because it has X person in it. I don't think that's the case. It's the case that Netflix doesn't have to market anything unless it's award season mm. because it goes right into our homes. So they put minimal effort into every property. That being said, because they don't do that, it really does depend on you seeing it in your queue and watching it. And at least from the animators that I do know, watching it that first month that it is out is really, really important. Um so do what you can to to watch, to stream, to tell your friends to watch. Um, it, it, it's well worth it. And I really want a season two. Same. All that. And hit that thumbs up button. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell Netflix you like it. Yes. Let the algorithm know. And then if your ass hasn't seen Ses Manos, go watch that next. Yep. Or if you have, watch it again. It can't hurt. Oh, girl. I've seen it like 11 times now. I'm not surprised, Kate, but I mean, I'm also very proud. Exactly. I got us for my people. Yes. And by my people, I mean powerhouse animation. Please adopt me. I love you. <laughs> Ma'am, you're almost 30. I can be adopted still. I think. I don't know. I don't know how any of that sure. works. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Found family. Any- With that said, you want to tell the people where they can find us. Yes, you can find us on Twitter at D-Y-H-T underscore pod. And you can find me at Oh My Myth Randier on Twitter. If you're not following me on Instagram, please go do that. That's where all my weeby shit is because I'm trying to be a mon- manga fluencer person. Go, so go do that, please. I'm begging you for your likes. I have no shame. I'll give you all my likes. I mean, you're my friend, so you automatically get them. Um, Nisha and my mom, always going to like a photo. Yep, because I'm a good friend. Um, Oh, also, y'all can find me at Nisha Plays on Twitter and also on Instagram. I finally did the thing, y'all. I did the thing. The Miracle Cosplay is done, and it'll be up. So, yay, I did a cosplay before the year was over. (laughs) I feel accomplished. (laughs) uh but no yeah definitely check us out over there on those things y'all make sure y'all are following also the but why though twitch channel too because kate is kicking ass over there with all these panels along with other awesome people and it's been a great time just watching folks come on there and talk about amazing topics so that's another thing y'all can do and just tune in and see more of our community members talking about dope nerdy stuff yeah, we just did one on queer storytelling in manga and anime. Yeah. See? Y'all, y'all don't want to miss out on the next stuff. So with that, will we find out what happens next on Trece in season two? Will we get that Dick Fight Island anime on Netflix? And does Kate's mom secretly like Dick Fight Island? 
find oh out. Oh my next god, time. hold on. We forgot to tell people to go listen to us on Patreon to find out about that. You got you gotta go go listen to manga trash on 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 patreon.com slash footwhite though, because my mom is either very supportive and is just not asking questions about my review of Dick Fight Island on there, or she's secretly a Fujoshi. I don't know. We have yet to find out. Find out next time. Um, did you have to? Bye. <laughs>